And I'm going to turn back to the verses of Scripture that I used when uh, on the last Sunday, uh, December 31st. I'm going to go there again at the same story, same chapter in the Bible. And Yimmy, interestingly enough, used the same chapter last week. I think the Lord is speaking to us. And in Joshua 3, verse 15 through 16, it was the harvest season and the, the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priest who were carrying the ark touched the river or the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarathon. And the water below that point flowed on to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Now, I want you to get a picture of that. Then in Jeremiah 12 and verse 5, a familiar text of Scripture. You've heard it before, probably heard sermons on it before. If thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with horses? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trustedest, they wearied thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of Jordan? That's the floods of Jordan. And then in Isaiah 59 and 19, one more verse. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun in the east. That's what it means. When the enemy comes in like a, say it, a, come on, say it, flood. How does he come in? Like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. My subject today is change your season in 2024. Change your season. Look at your neighbor and say, change your season in 2024. Because I'm going to change mine. Father, would you speak to us today? Open the word of God to our understanding. Impact us with the power of the revelation that is in your word and cause our hearts to burn within us and make a deposit within us. That will change and transform our lives. We ask it for your glory in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted and said, Amen. Shout it one more time. Amen. Life is characterized by seasons. We've all known that. Realized that for years. And Merriam-Webster tells us that a season is a time that is noted because of a particular event, circumstance, or phenomenon. It can mean an appropriate time. Where I'm from in Louisiana, it might refer, when you say seasoning, you might be talking about Zatarans. We're talking about seasoning for food. And life is filled with seasons, isn't it? Some are bland because they don't have much spice. And others can be exciting, exhilarating, where you, you know, grit your teeth together and hang on with your fingernails. There are seasons that can be filled with peril and danger. The lyrics of the old song go, Through many dangers, toils, and snares. Anybody know this part? I have already come. 
Anybody been there, done that, got the t-shirt for it? Yeah, been through some challenges. Twas grace that brought me safe thus far. And grace will bring me home, will lead me home. If you've lived in this world for very long, you know about seasons. And some of you may be going through a very challenging, difficult season right now. I know that's the case. I've heard from people. And different seasons exist in just about every aspect of life that we live. Naturally speaking, there are four seasons in the year. As you are aware, spring, summer, fall, and winter. Like I always say, unless you live in Houston, notwithstanding the fact that it was a little cool this morning. It's either hot or hotter that we have two seasons here. And Steve came by the office and he laughed about that and said, it's cold out there right now. And, and Bethany and her husband were here and they just moved in for t- Toronto where there are blizzards going on. They said, not really. So it's all relative, isn't it? Amen. As Houstonians, we are aware, particularly those of us along the Gulf Coast area, there is a hurricane season that runs from June through November. Anybody remember Hurricane Harvey? That was my daddy's name. And um, they gave that to a hurricane that was one of the most destructive that's ever hit our part of the world. There are seasons of growth and maturity, infancy, childhood, adolescence, young adulthood, middle age, senior adulthood. And a season can vary in length. It can be very short. It doesn't have to be several months, but it can also extend into years. And there are seasons in every relationship, seasons in a marriage, for example. Some seasons are wonderful and fulfilling in a marriage. How many of you have been married long enough to know that others stretch you? Amen. Have you been stretched? If you haven't, hang around, I promise you. Before it's over, you will discover there are seasons even in the home. And there are seasons associated with spirituality and discipleship. Some seasons, it just, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's easier to focus on God. Other times, you know, you struggle to maintain your passion. And if you don't have, if you haven't developed a daily devotional life, you will fall in one of, into one of two other categories. You won't be on fire with the, the needle pegging out on, in red. Like, like when you're really focused, you will fall into either the cold category or at best lukewarm. And you have to have a devotional life to maintain constancy in terms of your relationship with God. There are seasons that are related to harvest. Everybody knows the scripture. One sows, another waters. God gives the increase. And for all of those of you that, that have never visited a farm... And you go to the grocery store and you buy your corn in a can with a jolly green giant on the side. That's not how it grows. First there's the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear, Jesus said. And there are additionally seasons that we experience. How many of you know this to be true? In your life of strength and weakness. Some days you're weak. And you don't know why. You don't feel as well. Uh, Look at infancy. You come into this world entirely dependent upon your parents or someone to take care of you. You're so weak. 
And then as you get older, you become strong. And then as you get older, weakness begins to set in once more. And we've also lived long enough to know there are seasons of scarcity and seasons of abundance. And the scripture says that during those seasons of abundance, he, the Lord told this to Pharaoh in a dream that was interpreted by Joseph. Put aside those, that surplus during the good years in case there's a bad year that comes along. And finally, before I get into my, my subject today, even churches have seasons. You might not know that, but they do. And there's what is called, they even have a name for it. It's a two-hump camel syndrome in churches. And so at the start of the year is a peak season. It goes through May, about Mother's Day, then or graduation time. And then it starts to dip down And it comes back up when the kids go in school. And then it peaks and it goes back down after Thanksgiving. Two hump camel like the old dromedary. And the Asian camel that has two humps instead of one. And and churches plan everything we do to coordinate and to be timed with the peak opportunities. Whether it's launching a program. We tried to get even this building project finished in time to take advantage of the growth season that we knew was coming because we were entering the first of the year. And I want to say this. I thank God for the blessing of the Lord that is on this church. My Lord. Can somebody in this house give God some praise for that? Amen. This is the best season we have had in our 74 years of existence as a church. And whenever God causes his, the tide of his favor and glory to rise, it floats every boat. So all I can say is you're getting ready to be blessed because you're connected to this congregation. And there's a favor of God that is upon this house. There are seasons of preparation and seasons of destiny. When you move into the destiny that you prepared for. And here's what a lot of people don't understand. They still have to navigate even in seasons of destiny through seasons or times of opposition. We always think that opposition is greatest when you're in the season of preparation and you haven't come into your destiny yet. That's not true. The greatest opposition you will ever face is when you are entering into your destiny. And it's kind of like the military for all of those of you who have been in the military. When you're training to go to war, you're going through hardship. But that's not live ammo they're shooting at you. But when war is declared, those guys over there are not playing. They're trying to take you out. And so you're moving into what you prepared for. And the opposition has been ratcheted up to another level. That doesn't mean that God has abandoned you, that God has forgotten you. It doesn't mean that his promises will not be fulfilled. This is why you can't be weary in well-doing. I need somebody to say amen. 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 Oh, let's take a praise break and somebody give the Lord some praise in this house. Hallelujah. 
I'm not going to hold you long, but this is why the Bible asks, if you've run with footmen and they've wearied you, how are you going to keep up with horses? And if you have problems in the, the, the level ground of Jordan is what one translation says. What you going to do whenever Jordan floods its banks? You've got to be ready because you're moving into your season. And as you move into your season, the heat can get ratcheted up. There is a correct season for everything. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, to everything there is a season And a time to every purpose under heaven. Now this is what I want you to notice. And and I've, I've said everything I've said up till now to lead you to this point. And I hope that you will be able to grasp it. In life, generally, you are subject to the restrictions of the season you are in. Life restricts you to whatever the parameters of that season might be. And you make adjustments within yourself and you adapt to the season. You don't try to fight it. If it's winter, you don't walk outside and say, I defy winter. It's going to get warm. This is not really January. It's really July. Good luck with that. You let me know how that works out for you. You have to make an adjustment and put a coat on. You turn the heat on instead of the air conditioner. As I said, usually, everybody say, usually. Oh, come on, that wasn't everybody. Hello, anybody, is this still working? Hello, testing mic. Okay, come on, one more time. Usually. Oh, yeah, that's a lot better. Usually, you are subject to the confinement or the restrictions of the season. But there's something in this text, in the book of Joshua, chapter 3, that you might miss. And if you don't look at it and you don't notice it, it can mislead you as to what is going on right now in your life. Israel was about to move into their promised land, Joshua 3. But Jordan overflowed its banks. But let me go back and read what that verse actually says. Because my guess is I didn't meet a single person this morning, by the way. Whoever noticed this, and I've read this text at least a thousand times. Because I've read through the Bible many, many, many times. And I used to preach on this very uh, verse and went another direction with it years ago when I traveled in a different kind of ministry, an itinerant ministry. But I'm going to read this. It was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. You know what everybody always jumps to? Jordan's overflowing its banks. Jordan's overflowing its banks. We skip right over that part. It was the harvest season. Right over that part that it's the season of harvest. And go straight to the problem rather than the benefit. Am I talking to anybody right now? We focus on the negative rather than what God is doing. We focus on the obstacle rather than the destination. Mm. I really feel like preaching here this morning. And I wonder if somebody's going to help me because I'm here to tell you that the flood is a difficult season. It's a difficult season. Floods represent something in scripture. They represent adversity. They represent opposition. They represent problems. They represent trouble. 
Is there anybody in the house that can identify with those four things? Anybody ever faced adversity? Anybody ever had a problem, a trouble pop up? On the road to your destiny, you knew you were in the will of God. The cloud was leading you, but suddenly the flood is in your path. I'm talking to somebody that's confronting an obstacle that's in their way right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing in this place. God's getting ready to do something for somebody. The flood was a difficult season. The enemy comes in like a flood. That's what the prophet said. But when he does, the spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. Floods will come. I'm talking to somebody that has learned that through personal experience. Jesus even talked about it. And he said, build your house on the rock and not the sand because floods will come. That's what he said. Floods are coming. Look at your neighbor and say, floods come. There can be an economic upturn. There can be a downturn. There can be war. There can be all kind of stuff. We're in a political season and people's attitudes and passions get all inflamed. Flood or harvest? Which one are you looking at? Flood or harvest? I want to preach to you for a few minutes. I'm talking to somebody that's about to move into their harvest, but you're confronted by a flood. Floods come. It's not until you study the geography and the climate of Israel that you realize the significance of that verse. That it was the harvest season and Jordan overflowed its banks. Because you see, the two can't be separated. The reason is, is that Israel is long and narrow from north to south. Uh, uh, long, uh, rather from north to south, but, but narrow from east to west. I should say it like that. It's laid out from north to south to be much longer than it is broader. And Israel had two rainy seasons. The first rain ran through October all the way through November. And it was called the former rain. And this was after the dry heat of summer had baked the ground. And what would happen is the former rain would come along and soften the soil in preparation for the spring planting. And the meanwhile, the winter set in. And it snowed in the northern part above Galilee in the mountains. And then after the turn of the year, the snow began to melt. And all that water from the rains had had come in from the fields into the streams and and into the creeks and flowed into the rivers. And and with the melting runoff from the snow was running down into the northern part of the Lake of Galilee. It would make its way to the southern part of Galilee, empty out into the Jordan River, and then begin this race toward the Dead Sea, the lowest place on the planet. And, And they had a name for that. And then uh, there was another season of rain that came. It was called the the, the latter rain. And the latter rain, they, they would actually plant when the snows began to melt because the ground was now ready. And so they would plant and the harvest would come. And all this water is gushing down the length of the nation. And then the latter rains would come and add to that. And that's why the Jordan River overflowed. But they had a name for it. I want to say that again. They didn't call it the flood season. They called it the harvest season. 
And I'm talking to somebody in this building right now. You don't realize it, but the flood is setting up your harvest. I got to say it again. I I feel like I need to get this point across. Jesus, help me get this this point across. Somebody's facing a flood, but what you're really looking at is a God that's going to make a way through the flood because he's got a harvest waiting for you on the other side of it. One more time, can we give God a praise break in this house? Hallelujah. Somebody's about to have a breakthrough. Somebody's about to get delivered. You think the enemy has blocked your progress. He hasn't. God's going to make a way through the obstacle because he's got a promised land that he's already prepared that's waiting for you in 2024. Mm, Air high five somebody and say, my season is changing this year. Come on, tell somebody. I've been through the winter. I've been through the, through the flood. I've been through the rain. I even remember the drought of the summer, but I've been through all of that. But I'm at a new season in my life right now. My marriage has gone through all of that. My family has gone through that. My finances have gone through that. But I'm about to step into the middle of what God has prepared for me in 2024. Mm. It almost sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? Sounds oxymoronic. How can you be going into your harvest when it's a flood season? But the the flood, what I want you to understand is the proof that your harvest has come. Oh, you didn't get that. If God had led them over Jordan at any other time, there would have been no harvest waiting for them. But he said, I'm going to give you a land that flows with milk and honey. The borns are already full. The wells are already dug. It's harvest time. And I've got to wait until the flood comes. Because that coincides with the harvest season. There's something else I need to point out about this. And then I'm going to be done. You're 40 years in the wilderness. They end when it's flood season. You've come through years of drought, making it through, getting by, hanging on by what they say. Your nails are the skin of your teeth, whatever that means. Amen. Look at somebody and say, I'm still here. I made it thus far by God's grace. I made it into 2024 by God's grace. I didn't fall by the wayside. By God's grace, I've still got my anointing. By God's grace, I've still got everything together. I'm not saying I was perfect, but by the grace of Almighty God, I am who I am. God has kept me thus far. Mm. But wait a minute. This isn't the end of the story. Because you can stand on the banks of the flood 
And you can look at the flood and say, oh my, problems, trouble, obstacles, disappointment. Or you can say, uh-uh, blessings, harvest. So which are you focused on? Flood or harvest? I, I need some help here. Which one are you focused on? Flood or Flood or Which one are you looking for in 2024? Flood or Somebody needs to get ready because God's about to make a way through the middle of your flood into your harvest season. Hallelujah. The floods are the proof of it. Yes, they are. So look at somebody and say, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to give the enemy the satisfaction. I could talk about the trouble I've seen. My grandmother's favorite song was Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. You have to be old to remember that song. It makes you want to cry. Nobody Amen. My God, you go to church, they sing that. I feel worse now. Thank you very much. I'm so glad I came so I could walk out of here with depression. Put me in an institution after a few more services like this. I'll need to be on Prozac. Amen. You can focus on the flood. You can focus on the 40 years you spent trudging through the de- trudging through the desert. You can focus on the difficulty in your path. Or you can look up and say, God, you didn't lead me this far to leave me. You didn't bring me this far to walk away. Not right now. I'm here because you brought me here. I want you to realize the significance of that. You're here because God wanted you in this house today. Hallelujah. So which will it be? Flood? Depression? Loss of job? Struggle to get by? Marriage falling apart? Which will it be? Anointed or not anointed? Harvest every time wins and comes out. And so to move into your harvest season, three things need to happen quickly. Number one, everybody say, be present. One more time, be present. Be present. Don't miss it. That's what that means, be present. Be here when God shows up. We call him Doubting Thomas because he missed one church service. Think about it. Thomas, one of the 12 apostles, didn't show up one night for fear of the Jews. And all the other disciples were in the house. Not Thomas. And Jesus, wouldn't you know it? It happens every time. When you stay home, God shows up, does a miracle, blows your mind. If you had been there, your wagon wheels would have been splayed out. You could have barely made it home that, after that service. But the service you miss. And I realize we've got to miss some. I, I know that. Sickness, job. All that other stuff. But what I'm saying is, be present in the place spiritually where God wants you to be. Because if you're present, something will happen. 
God would not make it. Let me say it like this. God making a way through Jordan wouldn't have helped folk that hadn't come to the Jordan and were still stuck back there somewhere in the land of, of Moab. The wilderness. Wouldn't have helped them at all. You've got to be present where God is moving. And that's one of the problems with religion. It gets stuck. It doesn't move when God moves. Everybody said that God walked with Adam in the garden. No, he didn't. The voice of the Lord walked with Adam. The voice is always walking. You got to stay up with a voice. Can I hear somebody say amen? You got to stay up with the word of God and what God is doing. You got to stay where God's at. Number two, not only be present, be poised. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to be poised. Come on, say it like you mean it. I'm going to be. One more time. I can wait on you. I'm going to be. Come on. Hello. I'm going to be poised. That means not only in the right place, but in the right position in the right place. I'm positioning myself for what God is about to do. I'm involved in these 30 days of prayer and fasting because I need it too much. I'm not going to let the cloud pass by. Uh, You don't get to go without me. I'm crossing through. I'm crossing through. And number three, everybody say, be prophetic. Shout it out loud. Be prophetic. What do I mean? You got to talk to yourself. You got to look yourself in the mirror. Get up in the morning. Guys, when you're brushing your teeth, ladies, you're putting on your makeup or whatever you're doing. Look in the mirror. And this is what I want you to say. Prophesy to yourself. You're getting ready to get blessed today. You're getting ready to have the favor of God on your life. You're getting ready to experience a miracle. Come on. I'm talking to you right now. You look at your kids and say, you go to school because today the hand of God is on your life. God's getting ready to use you. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Hallelujah. Be poised as well as present. But above all, be prophetic. Oh, that's a a flood. Oh, Lord. I, I spent 40 years trudging through this desert and I thought... I thought we were getting ready to get into the promised land. Instead, look at this flood. Jordan overflows all of its banks. Oh, my Lord. How am I going to get through this? God, did you forget about me? Hello, anybody up there? You You can do all of that, or you can look at the flood, and you can say, God's going to make a way because he already gave me his word. I'm getting in my promised land. He's going to take me into my harvest season. And you had to come that I could get over at the right time. And so whatever I'm going through, this is a word for somebody facing sickness in their body. You're facing a flood of physical adversity. But in the name of Jesus, you keep holding on by his stripes. You were healed. You were healed. We have had miracles happening. Who am I talking to right now? The devil's tried to tell you cancer is going to take you out. You prophesy to yourself. Devil, you're a liar. And you, I'm not talking about you calling yourself a devil. You tell the devil you're a liar. And you look at yourself and you say, in the name of Jesus, I command health and life and strength. 
to flow into you. Mm. Now stand with me across the building. Prophesy to yourself. 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 Some of you need to do that right now. Just kind of like, hey, hey, you. David did that. Soul, why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. Tap yourself on the chest once in a while and say, you're getting ready to be blessed. The hand of God is on your life. Yes, there will be floods. Somebody say that. Yes, there will be floods. Yes, yes, there will be floods. There sure will be. But when I get through the flood, what I have been praying and fasting for, not for just these 30 days, but what I have been praying and fasting for for years, is about to happen. That husband that's not saved yet. That wife that's not saved yet. Those kids that won't talk to you. God's making a way right now. Prophesy to yourself. It's going to happen. Amen. God's dealing with your husband at home right now if he's not here today. Your wife. I believe that. Because I believe when you're in the house of God and you lift up God and magnify the Lord, His glory fills the earth, including your living room that you left this morning. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, send the harvest, send my harvest in the name of Jesus. I'm claiming it. And every head is bowed, every eye closed. There's somebody here that's beginning this year without Christ in their life. And you've not taken the first step. And with your head bowed and your eyes closed, I want you to slip up your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor. I need Jesus in my life. Raise your hands across the building. Keep raising them. I need Christ in my life. God bless you. Keep raising them. You, others, God bless you. Keep raising them. Keep raising them. Keep raising them. I see those hands all across the building. Risers, ground floor. I want to pray for you right now. Father, we pray today in the name of Jesus that you will forgive us of every sin that you will hear the cry of our hearts as we humble ourselves before you we need you God we need you like we've never realized we've needed you before we always did need you just we never realized how profoundly so but I want you in my heart and I ask you to forgive me of every sin and I take this first step And I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. And I want to commit my life to you. Let this be the moment my life turns around. By your grace, I'm laying aside those things that have been chains around my soul. I'm breaking free. I'm declaring my victory. In Jesus' name. And everybody shouted and said, Amen. And to those of you who just prayed that prayer, I love to meet with our our first time attendees in the lobby and I'll be out there shortly. But listen, if you just prayed that prayer, don't stop right there. Go ahead and be water baptized. 
to follow the commands of our Savior as it is taught in Scripture and demonstrated by the apostles. Then you go on and you be filled with the Holy Spirit because you can't live the Spirit-empowered life by yourself. And you seek God. God will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So you don't stop there and become a disciple of Jesus Christ. And that means a student of the Word of God. And on the screen behind me, you'll see a number. If you text to that number, we'll be able to provide any of the services that are there. And now, for everyone who prayed that prayer, let the rest of us have a party for a moment. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, give God some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know what I want to do? There's somebody that's going through a flood right now. Come on up here. Whether it's in your health, your marriage, there's a harvest season that God has planned. Come on. Those of you, that's right. Come on, come on, come on. You know you're moving into your harvest season. Come on right now. We're going to pray together. We're going to break through together all over the building. This is my harvest. It may be in my family. It may be in my finances. It may be in my health. Come on right now. God's God's going to look down and God's going to touch somebody. God's going to break through in somebody's life. you got a bad diagnosis. You're facing a flood. But God's going to do something today and make a way in the middle of all of that. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Move in close if you would. There are others behind you. God's getting ready to turn something around for somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let me speak to you just a brief moment. There are people here that are going through profound challenges. I don't take this lightly, and neither, neither does God. I want you to know that He is a way maker. He is a way maker. And we're going to pray for you. Let's the rest of us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, those of you in the altar, lift up your voices to the Lord. Father, you see that family that needs a breakthrough. You see that man that needs a breakthrough. You see that woman that needs a breakthrough. You see that person that is facing a physical challenge. You see those children that need a breakthrough. You see those teenagers. Oh, God, would you move in their lives right now? God, I'm asking you to cause breakthroughs to come. Breakthroughs that are spiritual. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, let anointing come, a fresh breakthrough, a fresh fire of deliverance, a new season of passion, a new season where you are there, a new season where where you breathe upon what I do. God, I'm asking it. I'm tired of the dryness. I'm tired of the, the summer drought. I'm tired of the coldness of the winter. I'm tired of the snow. God, I'm tired of all of that. Send the latter rain. Send the rain. Send the rain. Somebody just lift up your hands and say, send the rain. 
Send the rain. God is in this house right now. Send the rain. God is in this altar right now. Father, send the rain. 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 God, send the rain upon families. God, send the rain upon me. Hallelujah. 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 Press in just a little more because somebody's breakthrough is right there. Somebody's breakthrough is about to happen. Send the breakthrough. Send the breakthrough I need. Send the breakthrough I need. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Breakthrough will come, come in the name, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All of my hope is in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough will come, come in the name, the name of Jesus. altar has you'll lift your hand in this tender moment of God's presence you'll say pastor that's me that I've been I've been facing a flood opposition opposition in the name of Jesus it's breaking it's breaking we're agreeing with you and Jesus said we're two or three agree as touching anything And so I want you to say, thank you, Lord. I believe that you're hearing my cry. I know that you haven't left me. Come on, lift up that voice and tell him, I know that you're doing something. I know that you're at work right now. I know that you're moving in my life. I'm changing. Declaring a new season. A new season. A new season. Wow. I feel the Holy Ghost in this room so powerful. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.